and welcome to episode one of the Bucks Network podcast. The first episode of the podcast is a three-part interview featuring the first ever member of the Cranbrook Bucks, Noah Libel. Noah and I first spoke last March while he was in quarantine ahead of the 2020-21 pod season. We then met up again from the pod after the Bucks' first two regular season games, which also included the first win in franchise history. Then, we spoke right before the Bucks opened the 2021-22 regular season this past October. I'll give some background on Noah and how he inspired me to start this podcast, and then we'll jump right into it. My name is Chris Keck, and this is episode one of the Bucks Network podcast, featuring the first player in franchise history, Noah Libel. And welcome once again to episode one of the Bucks Network podcast featuring Noah Libel. Noah is a 19-year-old forward from San Diego, California. He was announced as the Bucks' first ever player on January 27, 2020. He took part in the team's inaugural season and was involved in all the franchise firsts that went along with that. Noah returned to Cranbrook this past fall for his second season with the team, but has since been traded to the Victoria Grizzlies. Despite the trade, Noah has allowed me to feature him on the debut episode of the podcast. In the intro, I mentioned Noah inspiring me to start this podcast. That is because after recording the first interview that you are about to hear for the purpose of writing an article for bchlnetwork.ca, I listened to the interview while writing the article and immediately thought that a podcast would be a much better way to present interviews like this one. Here is part one of my feature on Noah Libel, which was recorded while he was quarantining before the team's inaugural season in the Penticton pod, where we discuss his career up to that point. It was also my first time conducting an interview like this, so after a few technical difficulties on my end, I was able to start the interview with Noah from quarantine. Hey Noah, how's it going? Good, how about you? Not bad. How's quarantine treating you? It's quarantine, but uh, it's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. I'm making myself busy. We got team workouts, team meetings, so it's not yeah. bad. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry to keep you waiting. A uh, bit of trial and error here, so hopefully it all works out. No, no worries, no worries. I got nothing to do anyways. Yeah, that part kind of makes me feel a little bit better that I know that you're not <laughs> yeah. trying to fit me into your busy day. So Exactly. You got a birthday coming up, eh? Two days. Turn 19 and you're stuck in quarantine. I know, I know. It's all right, though. Hopefully I can get a call going with some of the guys and hang out, but yeah, I'm excited. Right on, right on. So just to give you a heads up, my wife's going to come home from work anytime and my dog's probably going to go nuts for like two minutes straight, so... No worries, no worries at all. You'll hear some barking, but... Uh, He'll calm down eventually. Okay, no worries. So how's uh, how's your time been in Cranbrook, dealing with the whole pandemic and everything, but how's it been going? Um, I mean, obviously, like, the pandemic and, and the season being canceled was really tough, but, I mean, still every day, like, I feel super lucky to be here. I mean, yeah. I say it all the time, just, like, the facilities, the coaches. Like, I can honestly say, like, they're the best coaches I've ever had in my life. Like, I've, I've never learned more in uh, this period of time from anyone else from like besides these coaches and the team is great like everyone fits together there's like no odd man out everything like that and yeah like i said the facilities are awesome and yeah my billet family like i could not be happier here yeah that's awesome to hear yeah i 
I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I mean, for a, a junior A team here in Cranbrook, like we've got, uh, obviously we had a Western League team here for almost 20 years or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's things are pretty set up well here for, for junior A hockey. So it's, it's good yeah. to hear that you're enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Cool. So going back about as far as I can in your career, you uh, your San Diego Gulls team went to the Quebec Pee Wee International Tournament. What was that like? Yeah, I still see that as probably my favorite hockey experience. Um, yeah, just I think two years before the first San Diego team had gone, and that was my older brother's team, and I was able to go just as a spectator. Yeah. And even going without playing, I still talk about it. I had a blast, like yeah. just hanging out, just being in the area, seeing how everything is. So when I was able to go two years later, I was so excited. And even like we played in like a bit lower division just because like where we're from and right. that stuff. But we were able to make it all the way to the finals and we played every single game in the Coliseum. And yeah. I think there's like 11,000 people or something crazy like that. So, yeah, that's something I, I honestly still constantly think about. And it pops into my head all the time when I just look back on my hockey career. So, yeah, that was unbelievable to be able to go there for sure. Yeah, that's a pretty prestigious event for sure. So, I mean, even regardless, you know, what division you guys are playing in to – I mean, to go there as a kid playing in San Diego to come up to Quebec and play in a tournament like that, like the the people that have gone through that tournament too, like that's, it's an unreal Mm -hmm. event. Yeah. Yeah. You were always almost a point per game player on all your teams. Like you're always a very consistent player um, growing up in San Diego. What were your teams like? Like, were you always one of the stronger players or did you guys always have like solid teams? I mean... I'd say, like, generally, I was I was up there on the team and, like, just with uh, points and, like, generally I was the captain on the team, like, growing up. But um, I got super lucky. My birth year um, ended up actually being really good. So we have, I think, still – I mean, maybe it doesn't sound a lot compared to Canadian teams, but I still think we've got five kids playing junior A, yeah. uh, one Division One commit um, from our team before. So – I played, like, double A with my team, like, growing up. But since our team was pretty good birth year, we ended up getting Bantam triple A. So I got really lucky in the sense where, yes, I, I'd say I was one of the better players around, but I had tons of help around me and, and still really good players playing now, which was really cool to see from that area. Yeah, that's – no, that's awesome for sure. So after your uh, your career in San Diego, you ended up in uh, Shawnigan Lake. How did that happen? Um, well, actually, just from a family friend, uh, my brother was looking around before I was because AAA ended early for him. I don't think his age group got midget AAA. And so just kind of looking around, looking at different high schools, prep schools, and my dad's Canadian, so we're, we're looking at Canada and stuff. And uh, a huge thing for my parents was not going to just a place for hockey. Of course, like hockey is a priority we love hockey I, we are a hockey family yeah but just when my brother i wasn't able to go on the first tour to sean again but when my brother came home he's like i'm going to this school like it is yeah. amazing like everything about it's amazing i have to go here yeah and i mean it's huge academically and they they force you to be like all rounded um yeah. so my mom was totally on board even though she was sending her kids away at a pretty young age so I'd say that's the main reason. I mean, obviously, rank on campus, like good teams. I love the league we played in. I, I think it's like becoming a, one of the best leagues in Canada for sure. Yeah. But honestly, like what really made it happen was just the all-aroundedness from the school. Yeah. 
Right on. So you mentioned your your dad's Canadian. Yep. So you got the dual citizenship there with your dad being Canadian and your mom's American. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Winnipeg, and so I've got, I've had the dual citizenship um, ever since I was born. My dad made it happen. So yeah, right on. I was super lucky. Yeah. Has it benefited you at all having dual citizenship growing up? Um, I mean, playing in the U.S. it didn't really matter, but as soon as I got to junior, I'm not considered an import so that has definitely helped me because um even though i am canadian they don't have to use an import spot on me yeah so yeah until now it hasn't really made a difference um but yeah in junior for sure it's it's huge to have that yeah i I did notice that that the bucks were able to max out their imports and and then still have you as dual citizens so that's pretty cool yeah what was your favorite part about uh playing at Lake Sean again, like I know you had a, your last season was a great offensive season, but do you have a favorite memory when you look back on it? Yeah, I'd say usually the first thing that comes into my mind is the home openers yeah. because how Sean works, like, I mean, my house was a literally 30 second walk from the ring. Right. So home openers, it's mandatory. Like every single person goes to the game and signs in. There's whatever, 600 kids there plus 150 adults. And I mean, even though now that doesn't sound like a huge number in that, like, compact rank, it felt like there were thousands of people in there and, like, all your friends watch you and are very invested. So I just love, like, the community aspect of playing there. Like, everyone's pulling for you and, like, people know what's going on. Teachers always talk to you about the game. So, yeah, the home openers were great having everyone there. I I love playing in front of people. And I'd say for sure my grade 12 home opener was my favorite experience. That's awesome. I think Seanigan joined now, I want to say seven or eight years ago, maybe a couple more years, but it's still pretty new. Um, And just even from grade 10, I played midget varsity. And even from there, like now we have the studs coming through, like the Savoys and the Bedards. And it's great for the league and and for the school as well, just bringing in more hockey players and growing our program. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy I played in that league and I love that league. Yeah, for sure. So... Over a year ago now, you were announced as the first ever player for the Cranberry Bucks. What did that mean to you? Well, to me, I just I saw it as an opportunity. Um, they reached out, and I, I did research. I, I looked it up. Um, I saw who was involved with Nathan and uh, Scott Niedermeyer and just the ownership. And I, I signed before I even knew who the coach was. And yeah. lots of people, to me, like, whatever not well like teammates and just people i talked to would be like are you maybe you want to wait like know who the coach was but i just, I just had a feeling uh, i talked to nathan and he was awesome like great with my family great with me like traveled out to sean again to watch games like so from that point i just knew like it was the place for me it would be a great opportunity and just like looking at the facilities and all that i just had a good feeling about it and really wanted to go for it yeah awesome how did that all come together? I'm guessing Nathan reached out to you while you were playing last year? Yeah, yeah. He sent me a text. Um, and I remember at the time, actually, I hadn't heard of the team. Um, just they're very new. It was pretty early in the year, too. I'd say first couple months of the year. He sent me a text. And then I was with Vernon at the time, like just affiliated. I'd played a couple games with them. And just from talking to their coach and talking to Nathan, it was kind of like, I just thought, like I said, Cranbrook would be a great opportunity. And then Nathan ended up saying like, yeah, we're interested in signing. If you figure out stuff with Vernon and then 
he flew out, um, I want to say in December yeah. to Sean again. And then we played, he watched a game, he watched two games, and then he came upstairs with Scott Niedemeyer, actually, because we had played OHA, and Scott was a coach on that team. And so they were both there when I signed, and that was a huge moment for me, just being with Scott and Nathan and being able to like be the first ever player was just awesome. So, yeah, that's kind of how it went down. It was just a couple phone calls. He would call me after games and check in, and just his consistency also is another thing that really drew me in. Like It wasn't like a, hey, text you, like come to camp, whatever, not talk to you again. It was like consistent, and like he really seemed to care not just about the hockey aspect, aspect but like who i was as a person and how i was doing like in the other facets of my life so yeah yeah i I, i've noticed that too with nathan that the whole the whole process of building this team's all been about good characters and and building a family here and a a a team that the community can be proud of because obviously the relationship with the ice here wasn't great at the end and i think he's he's taken his experience having played with the ice and he's i think he's doing a fantastic job building a team here Oh yeah, and in, even in harder times, going through a pandemic too. To you know, I I just think he's done a great job with you guys. Yeah, and kind of what you talked about about how he like they always say like we're looking for character, like people, and of course, like teams say that all the time, and it's like yeah, we're looking for good people, but like I can honestly say like this team is exactly what they were talking about. Like I said earlier, like everyone fits together. There's not a bad apple. There's not one guy where you're like I don't know like. They really did, like, and it, it came with the consistency and, like, really caring about the kids. Like, choose good people, not just good hockey players. So yeah. it's cool to be a part of. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, you mentioned your affiliate time with Vernon there. Um, how did that come about and, like, when in your season did uh, did that end up happening? Um, that was, well, Vernon came and practiced at my school. Uh, just for a week and they came and stayed in one of the dorms like an extra dorm and practiced and my captain from grade 11 Jojo Tanaka Campbell was like a a big brother to me at school one of my best friends like he was my vet and uh, he was with them and so uh, and Saya Tanaka Campbell was my uh, line mate for two years one of my best friends and they're both with Vernon and they came and this was before I had talked to Cranbrook or knew anything about it and coach he his coach just talked to my coach and uh, or Coach McKee talked to my coach and just said, we're interested. Uh, if he wants to affiliate, maybe we can get him in for some practices. And then um, I was on board for sure. I would I would love to affiliate with them. And, yeah. all of a, and then they gave me a call and just said, we want you to fly you out and play two games against Penticton. And it was pretty random. Like, I had affiliated and they were kind of far, so I knew it would be tough. And after that, I, I, was, I was nervous. But, yeah, that's kind of how I became affiliated with Vernon. And, and there's no, there's nothing bad. Like, I loved it. I loved the place. It was super nice guys, good coach. Just in the end, it, Cranbrook just seemed like the right decision for me. Yeah, and that's that's happened, I think, quite a bit with your team where guys guys gained a few games of experience elsewhere before uh, landing here yeah. and, and becoming this team. Yeah. So just uh, one more about your last year in uh, Shawnigan there. You, for most of your career, you were uh, pretty much a point-per-game player, and then in your last year there, you kind of blew up and averaged a goal and assist per game, just about. Uh, what helped you be so successful last year? Well, honestly, I think starting in grade 11, sorry to go back a bit, but I, I had a really slow start. 
at the start of the year, but I think in the second half, I averaged a bit more than a point per game and I kind of found my footing. So just using that momentum and ending the year on a way better note than I started just made me feel way more confident and just the responsibilities I was given uh, just from coach being a captain on the team and uh, having the younger guys to look after just like the older guys did to me it just it totally helped with my confidence and and I love the responsibility like I love the leadership aspect so and I, I had a great line like two great line mates Ethan Anstey and Sage Naka Campbell they were unreal like of course helped me so much they're my line mates so I just think it was a perfect storm in that sense where I came in with confidence and I had great help around me right on awesome so when did you uh when did you first come to Cranbrook like was there a were you here in the summer with some of those caps? Yeah, so it, it's it's not a joke, but it's I kind of get made fun of. I was I've been here since August twenty second and have not left. Well, I mean for, for like a small break maybe, but I was the first guy here just because coming from the U.S., uh, my dad was a bit or a bit more cautious. Like I really want you to make sure you can get in. So I actually drove with my brother to uh, to all the way to Calgary, quarantine there, and then came right here and i skated with adam cracknell uh one of our i'm sure you know cracks um skated with him and worked out with him early mornings he put me through the ringer and (laughs) we became pretty close from that uh that was probably my first week and then i want to say six other guys came and we ran the kids camp for a week and i love that stuff like i volunteer to help out with kids all the time so that was my second week, and then everyone else got to leave because they live in Canada. So I was still in Cranbrook and just skated with the local guys. Like before, I knew, before I knew they'd be on my team or even knew them, I was skating with Cam Reed and um, Quade uh, Anderson and stuff. So yeah, uh, just there were local skates that were really good. Awesome. But so, yeah, I've been, I've been here for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a long time for sure. And then this <laughs> the season's gonna run a little late here too. So yeah. Right on. So when uh, in September there, when uh, when all your teammates started coming together for the first time, uh, what was that like starting to meet meet the guys? Well, we always talk about this because I feel like all of us are very similar. I mean, we had two, three 20 year olds, maybe and maybe like four guys who played a full season of junior A hockey. So, like, it just, it didn't feel like anything different than a normal team. Like, I had so much in common with most of these guys. And within the first week, everyone's hanging out, everyone's buddies. Like, it was super easy. And it was great. I mean, the whole summer, you're sitting there and you're hearing different stuff. And, like, for me, like, I was able to watch the team get built. Um, And I'd see the names. And I'm a big researcher. I'm kind of a hockey nut in that way where I'll look everyone up. I know everything about them. And so just being able to actually, like, put a face to a name and really meet guys. It was, it was great for me. And it was a great way to like introduce myself to junior hockey, just with these guys who were in a similar situation as I was. And it just, I mean, the nerves went away real fast and, and with the coaches, they made it super easy. So I, I, yeah, the start was seamless. Awesome. Awesome. What was the, what was the first few games like for you? I know, I think for the first three games, there was lots of younger players before kind of the older guys started to take over the roster, but, uh, what was that like getting everyone together in games and going through some changes? Yeah, I just remember the first game, like, even though it didn't end up as we wanted, I honestly don't think we played bad. Like, we came out with tons of energy, and I had a pretty good game myself. I think I finished with two assists, and I was really happy. I was a part of the first ever goal. I was the primary assist, so I was pumped. 
but it, it was definitely an adjustment period um just with the speed and like the time you have to make plays even still now like when we're talking it's like we've played games but it's it, it will still be like welcome to junior like regular season so in that sense yeah there was an adjustment period and it was hard more physical big guys like way better players like the goalies are great but also i think just with the coaching and with the players like we roll lines like a lot or we had like we we're able to use all four lines to me at least at the start like you could not tell the second to fourth line apart right. personally like just knowing my players so with everyone rolling and like getting opportunities and just you seeing guys excel it, it gave us more confidence and winning a couple games there and even like that game against prince george where we won six two like that was huge for our confidence so uh but yeah there's definitely that adjustment period and and i still think honestly we're, we're still in it a little yeah yeah i i agree with everything you said there i think in that first game against trail the very first one like the first period the first 20 minutes it looked kind of like a team that was playing together for the first time in, in junior A. But then from the second period on, I thought you guys really took that game over. And if it wasn't for such a slow start, it probably would have been a much different result. And then, I mean, from my point of view, for the whole little Kootenai Cup there with Trail, like I, you guys were the better team the whole time, despite being younger and smaller. Um, like you said, like Ryan just rolls the lines out. You guys just play and... Um, you guys, I think it was your speed and your relentlessness that uh, Trail just never really seemed to have an answer for. Yeah, and and they put a lot of emphasis on like our identity. Like we know who we are. Like we're not going to go out and crush people all the time. Of course, like we, we like to play physical, but that was one thing they really drilled in our heads, which I love. Just they gave us an identity. We're skilled. We're fast, and that's how we're going to play. And we're going to roll lines because you're going to go out there and skate as hard as you can and forecheck as hard as you can and get off. So even with that, like, that makes it a lot easier to play when you know your role and you know, like, you're able to get that rest and you're able to roll the lines like that. And I agree. I mean, I, I don't know the exact stats, but it felt I – don't, I, I don't know if we got outshot in a game, but I know we always have tons of chances. And even though, like, I think we might have split with Trail or they beat us one more time than we beat them, and same with PG, splitting with them, I, we really felt like we could have won those games for sure. Yeah, I agree. I Like you said, I – I don't think you guys were ever outshot. I think for the most part, you guys heavily outshot your opponents. Um, you know, I think there, there was like the game against Prince George, um, Aaron Trotter, you played with him last year? Yep. Uh, yeah, for, I mean, for, yeah, I played with him last year and in grade 10. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he stole that game. Oh yeah. For sure. And then I think even in the five games with trail, I think there was, uh, some games where, you know, they got better goaltending than you guys did for sure. And that might've been the difference in the game. But uh, yeah, I, I was definitely happy to see how you guys competed against trail there in your first, you know, whatever it was, five, seven games as a team. Yeah. So after you guys finished the training season there and you were just waiting for the regular season to start, uh, what was it like just practicing and training and being with the team and working hard and just waiting? Yeah, so initially it was kind of like, we don't really know what's going on. We're expecting to play like next couple of weeks and just similar to how it has been recently. Just like, oh, one more week, one more week. And then it kind of hit a point where as a team we came together and just said like, listen, we're all in this. Like, let's make a decision and we're going to 
do everything we can. So coming in early for workouts. Like I've got a workout group I come in early with every morning, and then we have another workout after, and we're doing two a days. And I just think you could really tell the team bought in. And of course, like it was not easy at the start knowing, like, okay, we're here, we're not going to play games, and just. Well, actually not knowing, like not knowing anything. If we're yeah. playing games, what the schedule is, what we're allowed to do. Even if like for, for a little there, our captains couldn't skate with us, our older guys. and yeah. So it was all weird, but I just think the coaches have done a great job keeping us on track. Um, and Ryan, like there was not a moment where any of the coaches have came in and were down or were frustrated. Every day it was like, you guys are lucky to be here to be playing hockey. Like, just think about that. And just that totally changed my mindset. Just hearing coach say that, just you're skating. Like think of all the people that aren't skating. So once we changed our mindset to look at it that way, rather than what we're missing out on, just more than like, I was happy to be able to develop, work on my skating, work on my shot. Like, I mean, the practices have helped me a ton and the skill session. So Really looking at it like that, and I'd, I'd say our whole team really had bought into it at that point, made it a lot easier. And we just stuck together, hung out after, and I, of course it was hard, but I think because of where I was and who I was around, it made it a lot easier. Yeah, I'm sure it was good for, even though you guys weren't playing games, like to just practice and train, it must have been good for your for your development and as a team to just be together, you know, working together every day. Um I mean, I'm I'm sure there's moments where top players probably get a little tired of it, but I'm I feel like in a way, as hard as it was to not play games, um, to just be together almost in a training camp scenario for so long is, I think it'll really benefit uh, you guys. Yeah, and that's something that comes up all the time. Like in the locker room, we always say like, "This is we've never done this with a team, right? This is going to make us so close." And like. Now, like, ask anyone out there or on our team, they'll say, like, we would do anything for each other. Like, do anything. Like, any, like we're just so close in that sense. And going through all this together, it, it's it's brought us together unlike any other team I've been a part of, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm really, like, just from that aspect, I'm excited to play just because I know, like, everyone's got your back and everyone is so excited to go just from all this. And, yeah, what you said is exactly right. Like, it, it makes you so much closer and guys get tired of it and when you play against the same guys every single day of course people like tensions get high like people get mad but nothing ever came off the ice and just our compete levels too is, is another thing that helped me because i love to compete i love battle drills like i, I like getting into it i don't mind the physical game and uh and coach did a good job of when we were allowed to letting us do that of course the restrictions didn't let us at some points but when we were doing inner squad games yeah. they really meant something like different locker rooms like different coaches like it was not like an inner squad game where you go mess around like you are winning like it did not matter so yeah that that was also a huge thing just to compete that for that time that we were allowed to do like kind of filled the gap of course it can't fully but it did as much as it could for sure yeah so while you guys were going through all that and uh you started losing some key pieces of your team that were heading back to the united states what was the uh how did that affect the group? Like, did it change morale at all seeing players like Briggs and, and Jacob uh, go home? Well, I'm sure, well, losing your captain and your starting goalie, of course, will change morale. But personally, Briggs and Jake, they're two of my best friends on the team. Like, I've hung out with Briggs all the time. 
And for me, like at the time, it wasn't really looking like we were playing games. We were happy for them. Like Briggs is he's going to Yale next year. Like he, I wanted him to go play games. So yeah. in that aspect, we were telling him like, if you if you need to go get games, and if your advisor, if your college wants, just do that for sure. There was no sort of like, oh, he's gone. Like we're not going to be as good. Like, and of course, like like I said, it's another opportunity. Like love Briggs. He was the heart and soul of our team. Like unreal captain. Could not ask for anything more. But. I mean, I think people took it in stride, you know. Now new people are going to be on the power play. Now we're looking at new people, different responsibilities. So I think that that made it easier knowing that for that period, it would be better for both of them, Jake and Briggs, to be able to go play games and do that and at the same time give other people opportunity. And I've seen players, like, at the start where you would never think they'll be on the power play and now they're for sure slotted in first power play and just given that confidence and – like those opportunities were huge. Awesome. Yeah. And for the most part, I mean, the guys that did leave were guys that weren't going to be back next year anyways. So, you know, they're, they were kind of waiting around for this year to happen or maybe not happen. So, um, you know, it, it sucked to watch some of the key players leave, but uh, totally. it definitely creates more opportunities for the guys that, you know, are going to be around for two or three years as well. Yeah, for sure. So while, while, while you were watching players, uh, leave for other league leagues did you ever did the thought ever cross your mind of going somewhere else or were you committed to waiting out here i can honestly say it did not cross my mind one time like i as soon as it was kind of told like guys were leaving the first thing i did was walk into coach's office and said i will be here as long as you need me to be here like this is my team and and that's nothing against any of the guys that left like i said I, i understand that there's tons of different situations but personally like as long as I've been here, like being the first player signed, like, I, and I love the team and I love what we were doing. Like I said, I don't mind the practices. I, don't, I, I like to get better like that. First thing I said was, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here for as long as you can. Like being American, people asked, like, and teams reached out, but no, not for one second did I think I was leaving. Yeah. That's awesome. So now that uh, you guys know you're playing and you're, you're in quarantine, you're kind of just taking it easy, I guess, after, uh, after all that uh, training, eh? So kind of just taking a couple weeks easy before you have another training camp in Penticton? Oh, not at all. We're, we're, <laughs> we do hard workouts every single day, like just cardio. Just I have a garage I've been working out in, and it's just body weight stuff, and it is hard. Like, I mean, okay. I sure, for like the rest of the day, because you have all day to do nothing, I'm hanging out, playing video games. But no, I'm, I'm – well – there's a bit of fear that pushes you too. Like I'm going to sit in quarantine for two weeks. Like, but we all get on the zoom call and we all work out together and hold each other accountable. So yeah, I mean, of course we're hanging out, like I said, playing video games, but the workouts have been hard and, and I like it. I'd rather it that way. I, I want to show up and be in great shape. So a bit of taking it easy, but also like we have a nine thirty meeting every morning, no sleeping in you're on with coach. Like you're in the meeting every morning. Um, we all have to watch a documentary and we talk about it every day and we have team workouts and on the days that we don't have team workouts a couple of us have put together some stuff that we will do as a team so yeah I mean we're definitely keeping busy and for sure keeping in shape because that's kind of our game like we need that yeah right on so you're you're off the ice but you're definitely not uh definitely not taking it easy then eh no definitely not well that's good because yeah so you guys uh you know, another week or so, and then you're heading off to Penticton, and you guys get another little training camp there. 
Uh, yeah, I th- well, I think our first game's April 2nd. So I think as, I don't know when we leave, but I don't know how many days in between we're going to get. Right. I think it's kind of like get there and go um, yeah. as, far, as far as I know. Maybe since we might get a couple practices in beforehand, just depending on scheduling, I'm not entirely sure. Right. And it, of course, they're still working stuff out with what we're allowed to do and where we're allowed to be. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about a training camp. I do think we'll definitely be able to practice when we're there, though, and get back on the ice. I mean, I think everyone should be able to. I think that's only fair to all the teams, like not only us. Just to after this two weeks, you got to get your hands back and your legs back. So there'll definitely be some sort of thing like that. Yeah. So I, I noticed yesterday on the BCHL website, the, the team's roster was, was kind of updated there. So has everyone that you know of that's going to be on the team, like have they been all with, with you guys for a while practicing, or is there anyone that you haven't met yet? Yeah, so uh, there's probably three players I have not met in person, three or four, honestly, just because like it's tough to ask someone for example coming from the mj to come right now without knowing like we're playing games right um actually i was i'm lucky enough to live with drake bergen uh but he's been here for two weeks or bergen sorry uh he's been here for two weeks and so i know him really well and he's been skating and he feels like completely part of the team not that the other guys don't but uh yeah there there are some new additions and but i mean if like just talking to drake because he's 20 and he's been through the mj and talking to the other guys from junior like i'd say we're like the easiest team to just come and join like everyone's so laid back and welcoming so definitely not worried about any of that and uh just from the zoom calls and texting and whatever video games like all the guys seem great so but there are there are definitely some new additions awesome do you uh do you have any personal goals? Like, is there anything that you want to accomplish in while you're in Penticton in the pod for the, the short little season there? Um, honestly, I mean, of course, everyone, like, wants to do well individually and put up points, but I, I haven't really thought of, like, a specific numbers or anything, but I just want to be able to, just because we've, we'll have lots of forwards and be put in lots of different positions, I just want to be able to do whatever like whatever position I'm put in, I just want to be able to do that at my best and feel like I put in my best. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, like you, it's good to set goals, but for me, it's just like hoping that this hard work has paid off more and like being able to feel myself that all this practice and all this, even the quarantine workouts, all that has paid off. So I don't really know where that comes in. And I, and I think like, I mean, depending on how I play, uh, and, what I do there's there's different types of stuff like if it, if my role is to go out and uh, maybe hit more or depending of course like on the game or how I'm playing then I just want to be able to do that and help my team in that way and I know that's kind of like a classic hockey player answer but that's honestly how I'm feeling like I have I'm not too worried about stats and points in that way and because once again the coaches have done such a great job of saying like we get to create our own legacy right now so we're all just really focused on making sure the Bucks are kind of seen as one of those top teams and a team that maybe not to be messed with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely would be hard to, to set goals and know where you're at. Cause you guys haven't played a game since November and it's just been practice and train. And for mm-hmm. sure, you just, you just want to see where your game's at. And, and I mean, it's such a short little compact season. I guess you just want to, make sure that you go into next season with some confidence and feeling good about yourself yeah. and the team, right? Yeah, and this is just like 
going from feeling like I didn't get to get any experience, like you said, I'm also just going to use these as like a learning process. Like I, I did get to play those preseason games, but I'm excited to get 20 games under my belt and really feel like I know how the game works and like be really confident that way, like you said. Yeah, for sure. So obviously you have a couple of years still of junior eligibility, but uh, what are some of your longer term goals? Like, are you looking at the NCAA or, or what are you looking at doing with hockey? after? Yeah. Junior? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking like I'm, my goal is to play division one college hockey. And, and of course you, you'd like to play pro, but for now that's, that's really not what I'm worried about, but what I'm focused on. Right. And, uh, just like, obviously depends on the school, but I'd love to be able to pay for college, uh, just for my parents, just from growing up and all that. I mean, hockey isn't cheap in the first place, but it's even more expensive in California where there's way less ice, way less, this, way more driving. Like, yeah. like there's been everyone, of course, everyone's parents does it, but countless weekends where my mom's driving me to LA or driving me hours away, Vegas, all that stuff. And so, yeah, I'd love to play division one hockey for myself because I just would love to move on. And that's just a goal of mine. And I love the idea of college hockey and, being in that school aspect, kind of like what we talked about earlier with Sean again, like I'm huge on like the community and like being followed like that and like being able to be a part of something, but also just like being able to give back to my parents and that that's pretty important to me as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks a lot uh, for joining me, Noah. Uh, sorry again for the, the delay there. You know, good luck. Um, I'm happy to see you guys back on the ice and, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best in Penticton. Thanks so much. Yeah, I had a blast. This was awesome. First time doing anything like that, so I'm excited. So that once again was my first interview with Noah from Quarantine ahead of the Bucks inaugural season. I thought it was a great interview, which as I said, was one of my inspirations to start this podcast. I do apologize for the barking dog and some background noise as my wife returned home from work during that interview. I'll now throw it over to my second interview with Noah, which was recorded from the Penticton pod following the Bucks' first regular season win in franchise history in their second game. Noah gave me another great conversation about the team's first two games in the pod. Hey Noah, how's it going? Good, how about you? Good to see you. Yeah, you as well. It's great to see you guys on the ice there. It's great to be on the ice. You have no idea. Yeah, congrats on the getting the first win out of the way. That was a that was really cool to see. Thank you. Yeah, it was great to be a part of it as well. It's an awesome feeling. Yeah. Long time coming for sure. Totally. Yeah. What was uh, what was the feeling like when you guys finally got to hit the ice for the first time? Um, you you can just tell there's like a different energy in the room, and and honestly, like. I mean, I was nervous. Lots of guys were definitely nervous, but but not nervous in like a scared way. You know, it's just been like a long time leading up to this. So of course, like there's going to be some different emotions. But I think everyone is like excited and and so happy. And in the locker room, like it was pretty loose. Like like of course we were focused and ready, but it wasn't like we were sitting there like shaking and stuff. Like and like we wanted to go out and win. We want. We were. I was pumped to play Penticton. Like show them like what we have and stuff. So yeah, it was just. Tons of emotions going on, but uh, I think we controlled it pretty well. And it, we didn't let it go too crazy. Just excitement. That's all it was. Awesome. On the same page. Yeah. So uh, it was obviously a weekend of firsts. Just a, 
kind of a funny one here, but do you remember who got the first penalty in box history? I did. <laughs> I got the first penalty, yeah. I mean, obviously not not great for the team, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, of course, I don't think, I didn't think it was a penalty, and at least it wasn't, like, a tripping or something. I got, I got a good hit on someone, but, yeah, I got the first penalty, so I was definitely getting razzed about that. Right Thank goodness I didn't score. First, first video review uh, callback ever, I think, too. I mean, the puck didn't cross the line, and they called it a goal. And I was out of the box in 10 seconds, and I was just, I felt terrible. And then I was right back in the box probably 30 seconds later, and that was the first time I'd been happy to go back to the box. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Get, I'll get back to that uh, reviewed goal there in a minute. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't see the penalty. It, I, it was off somewhere off screen there, so I didn't see it. So I wasn't sure if it was well-deserved or a chintzy call or whatever, but... I I hoped with it being an interference call that you hoped to, I hope that you got a good chunk of somebody uh, going off the ice or <laughs> yeah, something. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So that that I mean I guess you were in the box so you didn't have a good view of it either. But I I didn't I didn't really see the puck go in on that reviewed goal and then uh, like I've never seen a, even a video review in in junior A. Did you know that that was a thing? No. So um, I was like, I was talking to the guys in between the boxes when I when I got back because from my angle I, I couldn't really see. I just I saw his hand go and I was like, oh great. Yeah. And then, but when you watch the jumbotron, like it was a hundred percent not even close to going in. Like it wasn't like the puck was halfway in the line. Like it just didn't it just didn't go in like at all. Yeah. So I got back and I just said thank you. Like you guys <laughs> saved me. Like I probably maybe would have gotten benched a shift or something. Uh, uh, and they, and I was asking like, is this normal? Like, do we get to view goals? And they were like, no. Like, you guys are lucky enough to be playing in this bubble, and since it's just these teams, like, we're able to keep it consistent with you guys. And uh, we were able, we got a call, and we were able just to review it. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, another thing. Like, I guess it's a first. I was a part of a got a goal called back and saved saved me from a letting the team get a goal against. Okay, yeah, so it's it's going to be a Penticton bubble thing then, eh? I guess that's that's pretty oh, cool because yeah. I know I don't know for sure at least, but that's that's just where they're saying they're like if we have it, like we got a call and we're able to use it. I, I don't know exactly the ruling at this point, but yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting because I know uh, a, a lot of rinks in the BCHL like they don't have that. There's Penticton's yeah. got a lot of different camera angles, and um, you know, like a lot of a lot of the games. They just have like the one camera in the from the broadcast yep. view, and that's all you get. So you, yeah. obviously, there's not going to be a video review off that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. They've got the overhead and stuff. It's crazy looking up at the jumbotron and like seeing the reviews. Like even like I mean, we played some games and, and uh, at home in Cranbrook, they do a great job. Like similar filming, like it's awesome. Like we're super lucky there, but it's still crazy to me. I look up and I see like a replay <laughs> or something. It, it feels just not. Yeah, it was cool to see because, like I said, I from the original broadcast view, like I didn't see what happened with the puck, and then when they start talking about how it maybe wasn't a goal, and then you you kind of watch the replays there. It's like, hey, that actually wasn't a goal. So hopefully they get it yeah. right, and it's pretty cool that they were able to. Yeah, exactly. What? Uh, just the last question on your penalty there. What? What was going through your head? Because you guys were playing really well against Penticton. Like there, mm-hmm. I. There was just one stretch in the third period where the game got away from you guys, but what was what was going through your head there when you realized that you were going to the box for the first penalty there? Um, well, the first thing I thought, I, I mean, it was the type of play where they rim it around and the guys, like, 
like kind of looking back at it and he's going to catch it on his backhand like right on the wall and I, and I tried to time it so like right when it hits the stick I just laid him out and uh, it hit his stick and I felt like I, I caught him clean like it wasn't like a uh, high hit or anything like that but they just said since they want I don't know they didn't really explain they just called it an interference because you know the whole bench goes nuts for Pentec and they're <laughs> mad so yeah. it makes it a bit easier for the ref to call it but I mean honestly like we've been working on our penalty kill and like I wasn't, I was trusted the guys. I was like, let's kill this off. Of course, like your heart drops a bit. You're like, oh boy, like it'd not be a good time to let up a goal, especially with how we're playing. But um, it, it wasn't a penalty where, where coach was mad or anything. It was just like playing hard, just a good hit. But uh, the ref thought otherwise, which happens all the time. So nothing, nothing too major from my end. Yeah, fair I've enough. I've been there before. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you also got your first point out of the way. Well, does that uh, what does that mean to you, or is it just you're just happy to be chipping in? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's nice, and uh, just on the five on three, part of my good buddy AJ's second goal, so that was cool. But uh, no, I don't really mind. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I just want to win. I just want to beat Penticton and Trail as many times as we can. Just I feel like with how long we've been together and stuff, it's just more of like a pride, like for one another, rather like. I don't hear anyone talking about their points. I seriously, I don't think I've heard one person. It's more like other guys, like hyping each other up, like with Walker Gelbard, we always say like, holy, this kid's unreal, like two assists, like, <laughs> yeah. but no one, no one's worried about that. It's just like whoever scores, we're as happy. Like if someone else scores, I'm just as happy as if I'm scoring. And I know that's like the classic answer, but that's really how it is here because we just want to win. Like that's it. Yeah, for sure. You guys have, I think four guys that got points in both games and, as as cool as that is, I'm sure it's just like the fact that those four guys have been a big part of uh, you know a win and a couple good games for you guys. I'm sure that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. So last time we talked, I asked if you had set any goals, and um, obviously you're you're not looking for a certain amount of points or anything. You were kind of more just focused on whatever your role was. You wanted to do that as 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 best you can. Have you? have you kind of figured out what your role is and and what you want to accomplish here now that you've been playing games yeah yeah it's been an interesting start uh for myself like i I don't think i've honestly played to my potential and i I know i've struggled offensively a bit but i've also been given the opportunity i've been penalty killing basically every time we get the opportunity and i've been out in the last minutes for both games so i just think uh if, if my job for this bubble is to be defensive and to be on the penalty kill and to chip pucks out when we're up a goal, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. And I love that type of stuff too. Like that I get just as much, like if I come off after a penalty kill and we don't let them get in the zone, like I'm fired up, like yeah. probably more than if I score a goal. So yeah. And if uh, I can't get it going offensively or other guys are going, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to fill that role. So I feel like it has been leaned a bit more towards like, more gritty plays and just getting pucks out and killing penalties, like maybe a bit more physical and uh, just not forcing myself to try and be too offensive. Cause I know that will come like that is definitely a part of my game, but if this is the role I'm in, I'm, I'm happy to do so. Awesome. Um, what do you, what do you guys think that the getting the first win out of the way against trail and then you guys get another chance at trail tomorrow night? Uh, what do you think the win did for your confidence going forward? And uh to help you guys out in your next game and after that? Um, it, it was nice to be able to hold on to that lead because uh, even with Penticton, we, we had a one nothing lead. But, I mean, that's something that uh, just controlling the highs and lows of the season because 
we are a young team. It's a, most of our first times. Like we get super excited, and then you get down. Like they score a goal right after we score, and it's just like controlling the emotion. So to be able to sit on that lead and uh, have our goalie play outstanding, it, it was huge for us. Just knowing like we can get the job done, and of course, like we we believe we can, but having like the evidence and the proof like all right we just did that like we we can beat this team 10 times in, in our opinion we can whatever like after that we're like we should be able to beat Penn like all this stuff it, it was definitely huge and we were pumped in the locker room but another thing like I, I just think like our maturity level is just all right next game like let's go like I, we were happy but it's not like we had a party in the locker room it was, seriously it was we're happy all right next game we're playing trail again like let's win two in a row that's just kind of our mentality for sure awesome and i guess last one here um who on your team after the first two games like who's maybe surprised you or you've been really happy with just for for how they've been and just a guy that you're proud of oh i mean i think the obvious answer would probably be vasco aj i'd say he's one of my best friends on the team and uh Maybe a slower start to his exhibition, but just he's came out absolutely firing, and uh, it's been awesome to see and be a part of because he's just such an energy guy. Like if he's going, we're going, and um, so that's been great. I mean, he's got back-to-back goals and games, and uh, I just think he's he's taken a huge step, especially like in this off season we had, like with our practicing. It's it's been nice to see him succeed, and and of course Walker, like coming in as an 05. I remember thinking before our first game, I'm like, if I'm nervous, like this, is, <laughs> I, this guy's three years me. I feel young, like five yeah. years younger than lots of guys, and he comes out and two assists and like top six forward for sure. Just so calm, so mature. Like yeah, that's also just been nuts to see, just how how he uh, holds himself and how composed he is out there, and, and how well he fits in with everyone. He doesn't seem like he's three years younger than me, like. He just seems like a normal guy on the team. Yeah, he doesn't stand out at all as being a, a young, inexperienced player. Did he score in the... Because uh, he played one exhibition game. Did he score in that game? Do you remember? Yeah, he scored in his first game, actually. Yeah. Wow. So, right, I mean, from the start, we knew he was going to be a stud. And yeah. and it's it's been great to have him. You know, you hear guys on the other team. Like, I've probably heard three or four times, like, how old is this guy? Like, from the bench. <laughs> like, oh, five. Like, this is crazy. And then... He goes out and, you know, lights him up, and he's tough. Like, uh, on Vasco's first goal in our first game, Walker dumps it in. A kid came and hit him. He just ran the kid over, no problem, Just and then created space for Vasco. Like, yeah, it's been great to, to have him and see him work. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you on both of those guys. I think uh, AJ's, AJ's been going well, and it's been nice to see Walker doing well. And then I, I also thought that uh, both of your goalies were terrific in those two games as well. So that was good to see. Oh, yeah, I definitely should have said that. I mean, Ari in the first game just completely stood on his head. And, and I know, I mean, Penn, there's tons of offense, and six goals seems like a lot. But to us, we came off and we are like, thanks, Ari. Like, yeah. you were unbelievable. And then Jay, once again, like that huge save he had, probably is a complete game changer. Like they put that in, it's a, it's a different game. And just it's nice to know like both these goalies, we have a steady back end and, and uh, Ari is way more comfortable in the net. And, and he, he was, I was so impressed with him in, in our first game, just, you know, really weathering that storm of Pentic. And I definitely, yeah, they're definitely up there as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, the, the score kind of got away at the end against Penticton, but I mean, it was, 2-2 in the third period and 
Ari was far and away, I thought, your guys' best player just because of how, how often he was tested and just oh, yeah. some of the saves that he made. He was It was good to see because, and like you said, he's more comfortable. It, it Back in the exhibition season, it, it didn't maybe seem like he was as comfortable as he is right now. So that's good to see that he's, obviously, for all of you guys, all of the time that you spent training and working to this point, it's definitely paying off for everybody, and it's good to see. Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Noah. Thanks for joining me again. And uh, yeah. we'll definitely do it again sometime. Yeah, no problem. I love to do it. <laughs> I can talk all day about this team. Yeah. How much fun I'm having. So, yeah, thanks for inviting me. I'm happy to do it anytime, for sure. For sure. Okay, good luck. Uh, good luck tomorrow night against Trail. Go get a goal. Will do. Thank <laughs> you. Right on. Thanks, Noah. That was part two of my Noah Libel feature, where we discussed the team's first two regular season games in the Penticton pod. We'll now move on to part three, where Noah and I discussed the rest of the pod season before moving on to the current campaign. After Noah and I caught up a little bit, I began this third interview by asking Noah about his summer before we pick up right where we left off. How was your, how was your summer? It was good. It was good. It was, it was really nice to be home, you know, because I was here for uh, so long. Um, good to see my dogs, my family, uh, and even the training. It's just different. You know, it's it's a break from the – I mean, we did a lot of the same, right, um, every day. Basically, you didn't know what day of the week it was at one point just with all the practicing. So just getting home was, was really nice just to break that monotony. Awesome. Was your uh... – did you have a summer job or anything like that, or were you just kind of just training all summer? Um, I did training, and then I had coach camps all summer. So you just I'm basically at the rink as, as much as possible, doing lots of stuff with kids, which I'm into. So, uh, yeah, mostly just coaching, but but not like a 9 to 5 where I'm clocking in every day. Okay, awesome. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. How's your, uh, how's your time been back in Cranbrook now for a few weeks? It's been good. It's feel like it's flown by, you know. I mean, you get here and then it just starts, you know. It doesn't really wait around for everyone. I think I was here like a week and a half early, like for main camp, I guess. So I wasn't too early. Um, and just got a week of skating with the guys, and then main camp. Obviously, it's a bit of a grind, but also you're you get to play, right? We we played some inter squad games, some five on five, which felt great. Um, so it's been good, you know. Um, same but different. Uh, a lot of the guys that, you know, I practiced with all year, but um, maybe didn't play in the bubble or something that I'm now playing with. So it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, we've we've been loving it being back. Cool. Awesome. Okay, so I'll uh, I'll get back to this year and, and that type of stuff here. But I do want to start off, like I said, where we left off uh, last year. Um, now that you've had some time to reflect, I guess, on the, the 20 games in the pod there, how do you feel about uh, not so much your performance, but your overall experience there? How, how how do you look back on your time in the Penticton pod? Um, uh, honestly, like I'm grateful for it. Um, I mean, maybe not for living in a hotel for five straight weeks and doing that whole thing, but um, just the experience. I mean, uh, especially with our team uh, and selfishly with myself, uh, there's lots of injuries, lots of moving parts. And uh, it, for me, I mean, I played every game. Um, and I was um, put into positions that I probably wouldn't have been, like if, say, it was a normal year. 
obviously going back, I would have switched it out for a normal year, 10 times out of 10, but taking the positives from it. I mean, I, I got to play lots of power play time, lots of kill time, be on the line with a bunch of different people and, and even learning, like I've never been on a team that, I mean, to put it frankly, like lost that much, like in a row or like consecutively. So, and I think a lot of the guys that like, came from winning cultures, like, winning teams and obviously that's what like we're we were trying to build and are trying to build and i think we're building um but it's it's definitely a different perspective being on the other side of it and, and it teaches you a lot right to get fired up before every single game you know playing penticton 10 times was it was a completely different experience right like they're just a top the line program like top the line players so i mean i think uh in the long run it, it w- really will help us i mean i, I mean it has been i think yeah, so you mentioned uh, you mentioned the losing, which was obviously the results were kind of the unfortunate part about the way that uh, last year went. Um, so the last time that we talked was right after your second game, which was the first win. And then <clears throat> you guys ended up losing the next eight games. Some of them you fell behind early and just couldn't get back into it. Some of them slipped away <clears throat> late, but you guys were always in every game and always made a push to win the game. Um, I'm just wondering throughout those eight games as the losses started to pile up, like what was kind of the, the mindset from you and of the team kind of night in and night out trying to, to snap out of it? Honestly, um, I, I truly believe we went into every game thinking like we're going to win. You know, I mean, like I said earlier, like we, we most of us have came from teams that win all the time. So even if it's what our fifth in a row, sixth in a row, seventh in a row, like it didn't really change. I mean, especially like getting to the point where we had beaten both of those teams, right? Even like going back to preseason, I know it took us a while to finally beat trail, but it was kind of like, it's possible. Right. And it's there. And, um, I think coach did a great job in the same way, like believing in us, letting us know that he believes in us, like showing us evidence of why we can do it in video. Like we were in the video room a ton, just trying to figure stuff out. Um, so I think like, in that case, we it didn't really matter. Like we were wanting to win, expecting to win, and um, obviously, like it's not easy, right? Every like I said earlier, like it's tough to get up for games when it's um, you're playing two games in a row, and then you have one off day, and then you're playing the same team twice. It's like game eight playing the same team, but um, like I said, like it's just something you kind of got to teach yourself and and go through. I think in order to be better in the long run, like if everything was just handed to us, right, in our first year and we just kind of breeze through everything. I, I don't think we would be the team we are today. Right. And I, and I don't think we'd have like the mindset and perspective we have right now. So, but yeah, it, it was obviously, it was a grind, right? 20 games and we were winning three of them. It was, it was definitely a grind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after you guys lost that, those first, or the eight in a row there, um, you guys reached the midway point of the season at one and nine. And then, uh, mm-hmm played an absolutely perfect game against Penticton to uh, to shut them out and beat them one nothing in a shootout. What was what was that that night like for you guys? Um, obviously, like we're thrilled in the locker room after, of course, right? Yeah. No matter what, beating Penticton, especially in a one nothing game and a shootout, um, is huge, especially against such an offensive powerhouse, right? I mean, we didn't average a ton of goals per game, and we knew that. If we were going to win, it probably would have came from our defensive end and our systems. And that's something that um, we worked on every single practice in the bubble, every single pregame. Like, it was just kind of drilled into our heads. Like, this is our identity this year. Like, we're not going to be flashy. We're not going to have, 
you know, 20 goal scores. Um, so that was just kind of, uh, hard work paying off. I, I really feel like just because like it was, that was just a game where one mistake and, it, and it's over from, from either team, honestly. I mean, getting into the last 10 minutes of the game, right? Or overtime. Like if you're scoring one, it felt at least like you're probably winning that game, especially with how the goalies were playing. Um, so that was huge for us. Just like, Playing the whole 60, maybe not a perfect 60, but I, I like that you put it that way. Maybe you can just stick with that. But um, but just like finishing it out, you know, not getting scored on and nobody really wavering and everyone knew what they were supposed to do. Like that was just, you know, just one of those moments. Like you'll remember that one nothing shootout, like just so exciting, especially for goalie that was in that night as well. Yeah. Well, I was I was looking at some box scores today from from last year before we talked and uh I mean, one nothing in a shootout. It's, it looked perfect in the box score, so we'll go with right. that. Right, um, right. I felt like it. Yeah. Well, and then there was some games, like, after that win, um, you guys then lost seven in a row, and there was, like, I think there was two games where you lost one nothing. Uh, I think five out of the seven were one-goal games. You guys had, I think, at one point, seven players were hurt. You played with... Uh, uh, 15 skaters and I think one of your defensemen had to play forwards like it was just the most honestly the most unlucky streak I think I've I've ever seen like what was that like to go through yeah that, that's another thing right like I know the the record shows three and 17 but no one really knows what's going on in another team's locker room and another team's you know injury list and for us it just, it just felt like I mean we should always expect to win no matter what with the injuries but with all that happening and us knowing what was going on it was almost just like I don't know it it was just really weird to be a part of I've never honestly seen anything like that and obviously you don't want to make excuses you don't want to say oh these guys were injured um which is like a reason why I felt like we weren't really ever down on ourselves too much you know with all that stuff going on uh, obviously you don't want to crutch but um even going into the this year like I felt like we're very confident because we knew like we had to go through a lot you know there's a lot of stuff going on last year that hopefully is just you know a one-time thing is pretty unusual um but yeah it was tough you know seeing guys that you know put it all on the line every single game uh getting injured you know the concussions we battled with even guys leaving the bubble um it was definitely tough to be a part of tough to see you know we missed some key guys early right i think um Dickie and Quinner or Tyson Dick and Noah Quinn were a point per game maybe more when they were injured and um, even that first game against Trail, we I, we felt like we had a full roster. We probably should have taken them there, and and then that was kind of just like okay, like we'll battle it out with Trail. We should probably steal a couple from Penticton and come out of this looking all right. But uh, when it switches like that, I mean, I've said it before. It's just another thing I think that adds to our identity this year, right? Battling through all that with you know Reader playing some forward and having three lines and power play switching all the time and just rolling it. It was just. It was definitely an experience. Uh, another thing I'll definitely remember for a long time. Yeah, well, like you said, it it gave everyone it gave everyone an opportunity that they wouldn't have otherwise had, and um, like you also said, I think that the fact that you guys were kind of just with guys being hurt and everything, like you were just chasing the game with Trail and Penticton the whole time, and it's mm-hmm. it's gonna obviously the experience that you guys had there overall is good to take into this year, but I think after everything that you guys dealt with last year, I think that it should set you guys up well. And it looked that way in the preseason that you guys are ready to definitely compete. And it's obviously great to be back in Cranbrook also. Okay. So just one more here about the pod and it's, uh, so you guys went into your 18th game 
uh, you were 2-15-1, and, and you fell behind 3-0 in the game. And then uh, you scored the first goal of the game for you guys, uh, assisted yeah. by AJ. And then uh, AJ tied the game at 3. And then uh, right after AJ scored, you guys gave one up and went down 4-3, which stayed that way until the final minute. And then uh, AJ obviously completed the hat trick and won the game in the final minute there, and a four point night. Um, just again, what was what was that night like for for you guys? Yeah, um, that was something where you see the video. Like I've probably watched Vasco score that goal a hundred times, and the feeling is the same every every single time because that was you know right in the middle. Like we probably had maybe four lines. We had a couple guys pulled up just local guys that were APs got a couple games in and they they did great don't like don't get me wrong it's not I'm not going to use that as like oh we were down men like those guys were awesome they stepped up like played big roles but uh yeah that was that was a crazy game um it started off pretty pretty classic for what we've been going through in the bubble you know down three nothing but just even clawing back was was uh was just huge for team morale even though it was the end um because we, we, even the last game against Penn, we, we didn't play bad. Like, we finished decently. Um, so that was huge going into this season as well. And just for um, AJ, you know, he's one of my best friends. I'm living with him this year and stuff. Just to see, it was basically a perfect game for him, right? Um, even that last goal, um, the guys on the bench were saying, we scored whatever there is, 11 seconds left or however many seconds. I don't know. Um, and apparently coach said on the bench right before the puck dropped, he's like, I, well, let's just end it right now. I don't want to go to overtime. <laughs> And then Vasco skates around and puts it in. So, yeah, that was that was a unbelievable game. And just watching it over, I, I think everyone's watched it over. Everyone that was part of it, and uh, you could just—I mean, there's really nothing Trail could have done, right? They were just kind of like, even you know, you, you talk to some guys, you hear stuff. They just said like, "Yep, that was one of the games it's meant to be." So, yeah, yeah that, that was that was crazy, unbelievable. So when you look back on the three wins, like that one there that we just talked about, and then beating Penticton one nothing, and then obviously the the first win uh, in franchise history, like how do you how do you rank those wins, or or how do you uh, stack them up against each other? Um, well, I think I think the the Vasco hero goal is number one for me. I, the one nothing against Penn was was a ah, that's a close one actually. That's a that's a good question because the <laughs> one nothing against Penn was just like the whole team, you know grinding it out with each other the whole time and it was it was like a pretty emotional win too i mean jay the goalie that was in that night played unbelievable and uh but i just think since it was like coming to the end of it and we were just looking for wins i think the the vasco game it has to be number one and then pen the one nothing is probably number two and then i mean the first win of uh the franchise history obviously is huge and we had a good team game but just with uh, everything that we had to go through leading up to the other wins, I think just kind of puts those on top. Because honestly, like I said, like at the start, I might have misspoke earlier and said we lost that, that first game. But at the start, um, when we won that game, like to us, it was kind of like, okay, like that's what's supposed to happen. Obviously, you're not going to win every game against them. But it didn't resonate as much because we had our full lineup. And that, I mean, winning mentality, that's what we envisioned happening. And it did. Yeah, awesome. So, uh Going back to one of our very, well, the first time that you and I talked, you mentioned uh, because you were the first committed player and you kind of watched the team come together from there, you you mentioned that you were a little bit of a hockey nerd in the sense that you uh, you would creep all the guys as they were announced to the team and kind of learn, learn about these guys. So 
over the summer, like as uh, as the team announced commitments from like new imports and, and new players, um, how much creeping did you do? And, and do you know these guys at all prior to, to coming to Cranbrook? Yeah, I mean, as soon as you see someone signs, you go, right, you look their name up automatically. You know, everyone's texting in the group chat, like, oh, we got this guy, he did this, he did that. So, yeah, definitely lots of creeping. Um, and just, you know, I mean, it's summer. It's our, the first year where really, like, lots of trades are happening. So you're definitely, you know, on the lookout for that as well. But, uh, and even, like, um, I mean, I've played against Carson Good before, like, lots of guys from, like, CSSHL and, uh um, that type of thing, but I, a lot of guys came out of uh, rookie camp, or I know there was a couple signings at a rookie camp and main camp, so that's kind of like right at the end of it. You don't have as much time to look them up because they're thrown right into the group chat, and, you know, they're a part of everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, as soon as guys are, are announced, you're, you're all over it, you know, even on their Instagram, seeing what they look like. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but, yeah, I'm big into that stuff too, just even, I like to know where they played, how they did, like even like tendencies and stuff like to read up a bit yeah for sure i've 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 been doing the same thing uh you know even today when they announced uh theo's commitment like i'm i'm going on to read prospects and seeing like where he's played what he's done how he might fit in and and most of those guys that were committed through the summer i also wrote about as well so i did lots of research right right. yeah um so what was the uh what was the competitive atmosphere like like at camp, like it seemed like obviously the team wanted to put last year behind them and, and kind of reset. And it seemed to me like lots of good players were here and the atmosphere was super competitive. Like what, what was camp like for you? Yeah. I mean, even honestly, even to this point, like I'm still in tryout mode, right? Um, there's still, you know, stuff to happen. Stuff happens in junior hockey. It's a business. So Every day you're just trying to make sure that you're doing enough to stay on the team or be a part of it. But yeah, camp was, uh, it, it was honestly pretty intense. Like they split up the teams right away. You're in different locker rooms. Maybe you practice together once, but it's like, uh, you're against those guys and, and, uh, you're thinking about obviously you want your team and camp to win, but you're thinking about yourself. You're really trying to make an impact, you know, um, get noticed out there and, I mean, there are guys that were right on the bubble where maybe they thought or we thought, oh, they're going to come in, like they're going to be on the team that were that actually didn't make it. So even like the first round, the round of cuts really make you like, like it uh, makes you think like this is like for real, like guys are leaving. Like it's not like midget where you know the team and you know what's going to happen. Like so, so that kind of kicked it into high gear. And then even going into preseason, right? Um, guys getting scratched. There's cuts to be made. Um, it's just competing all the time. And that's kind of, you know, coaches big into that, like compete. He writes different word up on the board and every Wednesday he's got compete up there because it's competition day. And, and that's kind of drilled into our heads too, the same way, like your teammates, but as soon as you're put against each other, like that's, that's, it gets intense. Like I'd say it gets like guys get the most fired up playing against each other. Even if we try and stay out of it with, you know, the other teams, we're not really built like that, but when you're playing against your own team, your buddies, whatever you guys you live with, you know, Vasco and I will go out at a hundred percent. If we're playing against each other, he's one of my favorite guys to go out of with. Yeah. Um, so it's just lots of compete all the time. And we love it that way, honestly. Awesome. How have you, uh, how'd you feel about your preseason? Obviously you played quite a bit with Vasco and, and Fox and you guys, uh, you guys contributed and looked really good when you were, were out there. So uh, how, how do you feel like the preseason went for, for you and your line? Yeah, um, I feel like it went well, honestly. Um, uh, 
just to skip to a game where I actually wasn't playing, to me watching, like you can't really tell the first or fourth line. Like every single line out there is is dangerous and has a chance to score and can get it done in the D zone. So that honestly makes it easy. Like if you know every single line is out there and is dangerous, you don't feel like you're on the first line or the fourth line. You you feel like it's just like one unit. That's that's how I felt in this preseason. Um, selfishly, like I think I've played pretty good. Like tried to help the team, uh, defense and offense, and and I think I've been playing my role, like doing my job. Obviously, there's lots of stuff to clean up. It's preseason, still kind of getting back into it, but but it's it's been easy. I mean, not to, like not to say like obviously the hockey games are not easy, but um, just playing like playing with this team and getting in the groove. You know, I, I think uh, like our second periods and third periods, our starts need some work, but recently they've actually been pretty good. Um, once you get in the groove and in that feeling, it, it's just it just happens. Stuff just happens, right? Um, so yeah, preseason's gone well for us. Obviously, we had the sweep, which was huge. Uh, I think we already have more wins than last year, even though it is preseason. So uh, yeah, I've, I've been happy with it. I've been happy with it, but still. Um, not comfortable you know never comfortable just always trying to make sure you're you're here and and contributing yeah and and just a couple observations like uh i think it was in the first game um well the first home game last saturday against trail um in addition to contributing like uh you had a really nice shot block right at the top of the zone there and then like aj had a fabulous hit on the penalty kill as well so i mean you guys are chipping in offensively but you're also um you know you guys are doing your jobs and and uh and that's it stands out so that's that's good to see that everyone everyone's playing like a unit like you said and uh yeah just the speed and the aggressiveness of your guys's game is just it's it's relentless and it's it's good mm-hmm. to see like you know trail in that first game last weekend like trail was was trying to to come back and stick around and and you guys were just suffocating them despite having the lead so that was uh that was good to see how you guys played i i was yeah I was yeah and, and even going back to like the blocking shots and hitting and, and that thing I, I feel like this year um it being our second year even though of course we had a different year last year um there's more of more on you know the returner shoulders and um there's more young guys, right? There's O fives on our team. There's lots of O fours and O threes, and we got some young studs that are, you know, you just check the game sheets, check the box score, you'll see O fours and O fives and O threes all over it. So um, I just think it. I think everything starts at the top, and with our older guys, um, it makes it a lot easier to sacrifice for the team and and do that stuff, and just kind of set the tone and and lead the new guys because uh, last year we we had lots of guys that. It was their first year, and uh, so if any of those guys are looking for guidance or anything like that, I think we have lots of it here now. Yeah, awesome. So tomorrow night, you guys have a pretty big game. Um, have you ever been a part of something like this? And uh, yeah, what what's kind of your mindset going into a game against the Canadian national women's team? Um, no, I've never been a part of anything, I mean, to this extent, um, but it's exciting. Uh First off, because when I root for hockey, I, I always root for the USA. You know, that's where I was born. That's where I live. So trying to try, trying to take these girls down, you know, because they, uh, they beat my Americans last tournament in overtime there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're excited. Um, though there should be tons of fans. Uh, it seems to be whatever half capacity sold out. So even just that alone, if playing in front of 2,500 people, 2,400 people, that's just completely different. And, and you know, it's, it's a national team. Like, it's the – 
um, the best ladies you can find in Canada that are playing hockey. So that that'll be really interesting to see, um, you know, what they can, what they're good at, maybe what like we're better at, and and just um, weighing the two teams against each other. And I think we'll probably watch them play trail tonight. I, I know I will. The guys will probably come over, maybe have a little uh, viewing of that game and just to see where they're at. But I know everyone's excited. The whole town's excited. You know, no one comes up to us and says. Oh, we're going to be at uh, that game against Trail. You played them thirty <laughs> times. Like we can't wait. Yeah. Everyone, the first thing everyone says is, "Why are you playing the Canadian women's team?" Like, oh, we have to be there for that. Like, we need, we need tickets. So, so yeah, it, it'll be good for sure. And and uh, excited to see, you know, what they and we can do. I mean, we're treating it like any other game, hundred percent. Like, I'm, um, you know, the same warm up, same everything. Like, uh, I, I want to win. We we want to beat them. You know, we don't want to make it close or anything. So. We view them the same as for playing trail. Right on. Yeah, my uh, my wife and I and uh, my nine year old daughter we're all going to be there uh, tomorrow night, and we're we're super excited for it. Uh, like obviously, my daughter, like she's been to lots of hockey games, and she's going to go to lots mm-hmm. of your guys's games. But for her to watch, you know, Team Canada women, like this is going to be a, a very special thing for her. Absolutely, it should be. That'll be awesome. Yeah, and that's cool that you guys it's probably a little bit of an advantage for you guys that they're playing in trail tonight and you're able to kind of relax and watch the game. And then, uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll be ready to play, but, uh, for you guys to, to just be able to watch them a little bit, I think that'll be, that'll be good for you guys. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I'm excited to see, I mean, you see the game from a completely different angle, walking, watching on hockey TV, or even like if you're up in the stands, like I was saying earlier, watching the, the Wenatchee game. So, so yeah, you'll, you'll be able to see some openings. I think it's definitely a bit of an advantage for us, but um, no, they'll definitely give us a game. We're not taking it lightly at all. Yeah, and I think I think it'll be a good game. Um, obviously, they're not they they're not going to be. It's not going to be a physical game, but I think the style that you guys play, like the quick and the aggressive game, I think uh, it's going to make it for a good game. I think like it's not going to be the same as when you guys played. You know, like you said, trail for the seventeenth time. It's like you're. It's two good teams that are. It's going to be a high skill game. I'm. I'm really looking forward to watching that for sure. Yep, hundred percent. Um. So then, looking ahead, um, you guys have the the home and home with uh, Trail. Um, you know, obviously you've played them a whole bunch of times. Like you know, you know what to expect. Uh, but uh, how how excited are you? And what's kind of the mindset? Obviously, they're going to be showing up a little more hungry after losing three times to you guys in the preseason. So, so what are you guys looking at going into the season opening weekend there? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to mention. I mean, it's, it's hard to beat a team so many times in a row, right? Um, especially a good team. Like we, we don't think, Oh, we're playing trail. This is going to be easy. We think, Oh, this will be a battle. They're going to hit us every single time we get the puck. Like, um, it's not always the most fun game, you know, playing against them. They, uh, they're very physical and, and, um, they do all that sorts of stuff, but um, I think we're a confident group right now, and um, not overconfident by any means. Um, uh, I think we have a good. Uh, we're never too high, never too low. That's one of coach's favorite sayings, and uh, that's kind of what our team has um, embodied lately. Just you know, holding leads or going down, being okay with that. Um, so I think um, we're taking this obviously as, as serious as you can. Home opener. It's setting the tone for the year, but uh, not changing too much, right? Um, what we've got going on right now is, is working for us. And uh, I just think that if you go in uh, saying, oh, it's regular season now, it'll be different. Like there's so much more on the line. I think that that doesn't obviously like 
you want to get excited and, and all of that stuff is true and that'll 100% run through your head it, it'll, it would run through anyone's but at the same time we're playing hockey we've been doing it for the past two weeks um and so we're just excited and confident we want all the people that we can get watching us so yeah. it, it'll be nice to have another packed barn or as packed as they can get it and even in trail they got great fans over there so i know both will be will be very exciting games to be a part of yeah it'll be good even if you know i mean even at 50 percent capacity i think uh it's i mean the, the two exhibition games had 700 and it it felt like a decent crowd in there like yeah i, I think 100 percent. so the game tomorrow night sold out and i'm like hopefully friday night sells out as well and i, I think having mm-hmm. 23 2400 people in there is, is going to be unreal So you've told me before that you're not, uh, like as far as setting goals and stuff, you don't like to, to throw numbers around, but, uh, you know, you, you want to do your job well, whatever that is. So I'm just wondering, uh, do you know, do you know exactly what your role is going to be this year or, or what are you looking to accomplish personally? Um, I, I honestly, like, like I said, we're still kind of in tryout mode, so I'm not exactly sure, um, where I'm fitting in the lineup or, or in the roster at the moment. But, um, you know, it's a political answer. But wherever uh, I'm put, you want to do the best you possibly can and just put your head down and do what you can do for the team. But, um, of course, you know, you, you want to be a part of the offense. You want to be a part of all that fun stuff. So especially it being your second year, you know, um, looking to maybe uh, talk to some colleges or and that sort of thing. I know everyone on our team is. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd love to contribute offensively, you know, um, I, I honestly, I promise I don't have a number in mind, um, but I just want to be a part of it. You know, every game I want to be a part of something, whether it's the defensive zone, the offensive zone. Um, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe a couple more assists this year. I, I was a bit, a bit goal heavy. Not that there are too many of those either, but, uh, um, maybe a couple more assists. Yeah. Well, it's, it seems like you're, uh, you like to capitalize when you get the opportunities there. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, because you know they don't come too often, so yeah. make the most of them. Yeah, well, so far your preseason, like it, it went similar to how how last year went for you overall, where you you chipped in offensively, you know, power play time, penalty kill, blocking shots, laying the body a little bit. So, um, if nothing else, obviously your experience last year has really helped you into this year, and I I think that you're playing with. Personally, from the outside, it looked like you were playing with a lot more confidence in the preseason than than you were even the start of last year, too. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, confidence has been a big thing too. You know, it's easy even now. Like you have less time. Um, I think the level of hockey has even gone up with with Trail and us both, and even us getting a lot better just makes it a faster game. Um, so yeah, confidence is big. Um, it's still it's, it's a day to day thing, right? Um, you have a tough game. You feel like there's a lot on the line. There's a lot to lose, and it's easy to get down on yourself. But uh, we have such a good group, and and the coaches do such a good job that they want you to have that confidence. And and the leash isn't always that short, right? I think everyone's been on the power play um, during this preseason. Everyone's gone a shot doing everything. Yeah. So I think um, if that's the case, and and he's been rolling four lines, I'd say for the majority of the time. So um, in that case, it's 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 easy to have confidence, especially when you're winning and. Uh, seeing the guys you compete with every day do it in the game you say i can do that too and, and everyone has been yeah yeah and you mentioned uh you know everyone you know you hope that you talk to some schools and and lots of guys do um the one thing that's kind of jumped out at me um 
with your guys' style and the way that Ryan has you playing, and you, you mentioned that it's like you can't tell the first line from the fourth line. So for me, when I watch you guys play, it just seems like everyone's getting an opportunity. Everyone stands out at uh, at any point during a game. And I, I think because of Ryan and his experience and his connections, I, I think that there's going to be there's going to be lots of opportunities coming out of Cranbrook, I think, this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and like you said, just to add on to the whole four lines thing, I think there were definitely times, um, even in this most recent game, where um, one line maybe who has been playing really good in the first period maybe has a bit of a shakier second period, but then you can't even tell because the next line right behind them has a great period that period and yeah. steps it up and and always supporting them and stuff. So, but yeah, like I said, it, it honestly just makes it easy. Yeah, The boys make it really easy. Yeah, for sure. What about uh, team wise? Have you guys have you guys talked about any goals or or has anything been set for you guys as a as a group? Um, as a team, I think like obviously it's early, um, but we I've heard it probably fifteen times. It's like okay, we we have something here. Like I really think like yeah. like it's different, you know. Like you have a different feeling. Like even last year, start of the year, like we felt like we had a good team and. You know, we had these, you know, really good Americans coming, which we do this year as well as you, you can tell. Um, but but this year, I just think it's, it's just different. Like, uh, Coach always says, he, he doesn't say, like, oh, a good team does this or a good team does this. He says a championship team. Like, if you guys want to be a championship team, this is what you got to do. He said, you're going into trail on a Saturday night. You just played a game on Friday. You beat them twice already. Like, it's time to prove. Like, a championship goes in and wins this game. A good team that you know, finishes high in the league or whatever makes the playoffs, maybe has an off night. So um, our, we have one goal, it's winning a championship. And, you know, people can look at our record last year and laugh, but that's what we hope they do. So uh, yeah. you can go clean them up and ca- catch them off guard. And then maybe after a couple games playing us, uh, it's not as funny anymore. So so we're definitely going for a championship. Yeah. Another kind of classic hockey <laughs> political answer, but it's the truth, honestly. That's why it's a common answer. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I, I certainly think like obviously, like you said, it's it's early. You guys have only played a couple teams, but um, when I look at the growth of of you guys from from last year to this year, like I think it's just as a starting point for a reasonable goal. Like I I think that to to expect uh, the playoffs to open in Cranbrook next year, game one, whether you guys are you know second or fourth or whatever, I. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you guys were hosting Game One of the playoffs next year, and I. I think that's really cool for, for you guys to have that feeling within and and to ha- already have the results out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, awesome. I think that's all I have for you. Um, you were the first player. You were my first interview. <laughs> first penalty. You're you're gonna be up. First penalty. Now. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, Perfect. awesome. Well, thanks. Uh, Thanks for your time once again, and uh, best of of luck. Thanks so much. Hopefully, uh, get to talk to you soon. So that was part three of my Noah Libel interview, which pretty much wraps up episode one of the Bucks Network podcast. I would once again like to thank Noah for all the time he set aside for me during his tenure in Cranbrook. I can't say enough about how awesome of a person Noah truly is. He will be and already is missed as a member of this community since the trade to Victoria, and I hope he reaches all of his goals and dreams going forward. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I'll end it with one last quote I got from Noah as we wrapped up our final conversation that shows just how much he appreciated being a member of the Cranbrook Bucks. And even the guys coming, like Theo from the USHL and um, uh, Liam Hansen, like two of my good buddies these days, just fit in perfectly. And I like to, you know, I gravitate towards the Americans, try and get them talking to the Canadians a bit. Uh, <laughs> Because it's, it's different, you know, it's definitely different. Um, but they say, like, wow, like, you guys get treated so well. Like, your facilities are awesome. Like, you, I, I, we've got the best equipment manager in the league. I would put anything on that. Like, yeah. Mikey is the best, hands down. And so that's just another thing, the coaches, the facility. Like, it's, it's crazy hearing these guys coming from the Null and USHL and say, like, wow, like, this place. Like, you guys get treated so well. Like, we love it here. Yeah, you know, it makes you grateful.